Welcome to the Myths of Creation podcast. I'm your host, Xenia. Together, we will talk all things human design, creativity, and open our minds to new ways of seeing, being, and relating with the world around us. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, everyone. It's been a pretty long time. How are you doing? Right now, it is the waning moon time right before this new moon in Virgo, which is going to be happening Friday, Saturday, this weekend of August 26th, 27th. And, you know, I have been going through a pretty interesting process, a creation process, which I'm going to be sharing about, you know, over time. I'm creating a big, a pretty big project. And, That's part of why it's been so long since I've touched in. But I do want to say, like, I really feel that a lot of us are learning about our actual, like, soul blueprint for our creativity. And I think that it's really interesting because part of the reason I think this is happening for a lot of people is because there's a lot of stalling a lot of confusion, a lot of pivoting, a lot of inspiration, a lot of stopping and starting among some of the people I know in the world who I would consider to be spiritual and also creative. That is kind of the world of, um, that's the intersection where I live. And so as a result of that, in community, I also know a lot of people who run their own businesses or work for themselves because I think being someone who looks at the world through a spiritual lens and is also creative can oftentimes necessitate building a creative entity in the world that functions as a business. And so the reason I just dropped in today to talk, which, you know, I just haven't had the time or the bandwidth, the energy to do this is because I want to talk about inner transformation. My perspective at this time is that it feels like a lot of people don't know how to move forward with a creative idea or a big change in their life. Like maybe they're planning on moving or there's something going on in a personal relationship. And I think that part of the reason so many of us are having a difficult time sort of putting one foot in front of the other is because we are in the middle of a pretty deep psychic inner transformation. And one of my favorite channels is Lee Harris. I like to remind people that, you know, I every magical person, ethereal person, who I resonate with is just someone who speaks my language and who resonates with what's true for me. I don't actually believe that what's true for one person is true for everyone. I think that is a huge assumption that gets in the way of us learning how to understand each other as well as navigate our own lives. So I do want to say that. But one of the things Lee, and this is Lee, and I don't know, make maybe 10 or 11 other different spiritual channels or trans trans channels that I listen to talk. One of the things they talk about a lot is this time on earth being one of intense 
transformation and one that has been prophesized since, you know, the certain ancient indigenous prophecies, as well as by many people since the 80s and 90s that are still alive today, as the time between 2012 and 2024, in particular 2020 to 2024, being an extreme change, an extreme change in the collective consciousness. And so one of the people that I used to work with, um, Kathy Toll, who is a really amazing uh, psychic medium, would talk about this idea in the beginning of the pandemic that we were, that the earth was being hit by a lot of light beings. And at the time, we, she did not want to talk about that publicly because that was a time when everyone felt really scared. And it, and it wasn't maybe appropriate for them to hear this idea that we're going through a shift in consciousness. People were much more worried about how to keep their children safe, how they were going to continue to put food on the table, go to work, um, et cetera, things like that. And so I, I feel the reason I'm saying this is because I think that a lot of times when we are receiving an energetic upgrade, we can actually feel really pretty shitty. And that's because we go through a process of purification and cleansing when we are receiving some sort of kind of like new energetic information. I don't like the word upgrade because it makes it feel like there's a hierarchy, like you're trying to go up a certain level and earn something. But it's just a way of saying that your consciousness is like receiving new information that's maybe of a higher frequency than you've experienced before. So let's say that. And I really don't believe that high and low frequency or vibration has like a hierarchy to it. Again, that's just the mind's way of understanding things and organizing them, uh, trying to make a story out of them. But I think that, you know, it's, it's more of an introduction of new energy, right? And so I like to tell, I like the metaphor of like, you're moving into a brand new house and sometimes it all of a sudden you start to see like the energy of the furniture you used to have doesn't look right. It feels a little weird and there's things in the moving process that you haven't looked at for a long time. There are things you forgot that you even had under the bed. And I kind of think of this time of energetic transformation as the seesaw between these beautiful synchronicities and moments of feeling so connected to your own creative spirit or your own guides or nature or other people or just signs and synchronicities mixed with these like really just feeling off-center, off-kilter, you know, um, having a a hard time conceptualizing what's happening in the mind, sort of like you're in the middle of learning a new language and you can't really make new sentences just yet. And you're trying to, you know, write a term paper or something like that. And you are just learning the language. It's maybe not time to write a term paper. And 
I remember this modern dance class that I took in college. There was a teacher who talked about this idea that after you learned a choreography, you would just take a break. You would just rest a little and let it, quote, marinate in your body. And then the next day you could potentially just show up with this new kind of integration of what you had learned or were receiving. And I think it's important to say the reason I'm sharing today is mostly because I took a break off of work. It was partially a forced break because one of the projects that I work on and people I support was also going on a break. So it just seemed like an appropriate time for me to also unplug. And normally when I am off break from projects and clients and things like that, what I do is try to get to the backlog of work that I have around my own business or the backlog of work at that job and quietly work. So that I feel like there's less chaos, you know, because I've checked, uh, I'm going to return back to the office with less stuff on my list if I just, you know, use some of my time. But this time I've been very actively trying not to tend to anything that is work related, not because I think there's even anything wrong with that tendency, but because it's becoming more like an unconscious habit, like something to reach for when I'm in a moment of stillness and I don't have something to do. So I'm kind of unwinding from being very connected to needing to produce things and having people depend on me and feeling very, you know, having this unconscious need to always check if there's something I'm missing. Is there something I should be doing right now? And really not having an easy time turning that part of me off. And so I realized just sitting in my house kind of, laying down resting wasn't going to feel good for me. And so what I've been doing is connecting a lot with friends and going to the ocean and reading and writing for pleasure. And that's it. And so one of the things that's felt really good for me was going to take the train to the ocean over by me here in Brooklyn and going into Queens to the, to the far Rockaways. And What I think is really important to explain and express is that I actually think we are entrained to forget our own humanity. Like I actually think the part of us that is productive, that we have mistaken productivity for being responsible. Whereas when you really think about what it means to be human, to be responsible is to, you know, keep your agreements with other people or and or be honest with yourself when they need to be renegotiated to honor your body to find ways to honor your psyche and honor your emotions to connect with other people to provide um very basic needs for yourself and then to really make space for to me like that which allows you to understand your true nature. For me, that's like reading and study and philosophy. And for others, it's, you know, taking care of plants and animals or children or whatever it is. But all the things I'm naming don't really have to do with earning a form of status, right? Or earning a form of money that then gives you status or climbing up a ladder or trying to think of yourself like a machine, like a productivity 
as, as a measure of health or something. You know, and I think we become our own abusers as creative people, as business people, and as human beings because it's so deeply ingrained in us, this idea of work. And not just this idea of work, but this idea of work defining like who and what we are. And honestly, I think about it like we've created a culture where we feel we have to earn respect. And really, respect is a basic human right because respect is being treated like a human, like a sentient, emotional um human who was born a child and will become an elder and I think the fact that our society in particular is so disrespectful of the like sacrosanct nature of being a baby being a parent and being an elder that we try to kind of overemphasize the value of those in their working years is very, very interesting. I think that does something very, very weird to the psyche. And I think what happens is we start to, we're ingrained from such a young age that we earn worth, validation, and even our sense of intelligence and our sense of who we are based on the structures of you know, education, public education, which are so obviously built on, uh, so obviously trying to turn us into better workers and being productive uh, workers more than they are trying to prepare us for life, in my opinion. And by the way, I'm a huge advocate of teachers and educators, and I see this really as more of a systemic problem in consciousness, in our philosophy of education, then it is a problem uh, that I would point fingers at people for, which then leads to the fact that our education is so entrenched in politics and our politics is so entrenched in economic, in economic influence and corporate influence. So that corporate influence of messaging it has such a big hold on our culture. Like the other day, the Slow Factory, the research and community building and innovation organization, the Slow Factory posted something about uh, how plastics companies tried to make it look really cool to have disposable plastic when it was single-use plastic when that was first coming to market. By the way, I was sent to college on my mom's salary who worked at a factory that produced plastic or processed plastic. So, you know, everyone, like this reality of this being normal single-use plastic, um, that's a huge cultural thing, right? Like you think of even a film or television using the red plastic solo party cup. That's like something our minds connect to adolescents and like keg parties even if you've never been to one and it's on tv right that's like a now in the subconscious cultural lexicon that's how much of a hold that our consumer culture has on our narrative of sentimentality and what we think 
what we, how we navigate life, what we believe is normal, right? There's a vested interest in creating narratives around what is normal and what is expected of us in life. And this is so, so incredibly influenced by people trying to make money off of the human population and you know we're not just consumers and we're not just workers and that is how we think of ourselves in the most like plain way when you think about what you will put on your list of wants and needs so often it's like and I do this too like it's this specific dress or this specific type of apartment and I do think there are energetic reasons we want these things. And I also think supporting small businesses is really beautiful. But I also think there are sneaky reasons that we feel we want those things because they make us feel like we have like earned our right to be respected as human beings. And I think the fact that we don't begin feeling respected, like it's something we, we sort of earn through this hazing culture all through elementary school, into college, into, you know, corporate culture, it's really deep in the psyche. And we can know these things really clearly in our logical minds and still have a really hard time with them in our bodies, in our relationships, in the ways that relate to other people. And this whole message is because I took a breast And I was receiving such a hard time from my own unconscious. I was having so much resistance to just resting because there was this niggling feeling of like, you aren't doing anything. Why are you not, you're not using your time the way you could be. And I was thinking, you know what? No, I'm actually remembering how to be human right now. I'm remembering how to be human And while I'm doing that, all of the programming I have around why it's not okay to not constantly be creating or going out in the world using my time in the way I imagine other people would think was a quote unquote productive use of time because there's even like pressure around how we rest and there's even pressure around how we have recreation, right? And I'm someone who can like stare at something like the ocean and barely go in it in an ocean part of the world where people aren't particularly fond of the beach and be really, really entertained and happy and joyful and feeling deeply connected and resourced and abundant Um, in this state of just gratitude for the beauty that surrounds me and friends and in the sky and the clouds and the water and the sunlight and the plants and the animals. And when I remember that, it helps my nervous system relax. It sort of reorients my entire reason for being. It reminds me that I exist to exist. I exist to be human. I exist to connect. I exist to bring my unique energy onto the planet at this time and to let who and what I am unfold and the manifestations or products and or 
natural unfolding of me being who I am then yields what it is I'm meant to bring in the world, whether that's the poetry I write or the podcasts I do or whatever I decide to do in the natural unfolding of my beingness. And I feel so strongly that this somehow has been taken from us as the truth and reality of what makes life meaningful and what makes us feel purposeful. And I think there's a lot of sickness in the world because we are sort of misaligned with what the value is of being human. And even in parts of the world and culture where there are a lot of positive intentions in terms of changing the systems and you know, uh, being a nonprofit or supporting plants, animals, and people, I still see this lack of respect for humanity and the self and the spirit leach out into the fabric of these pockets of people doing powerful work because there is still a striving and approving to earn your value and your status, and the money, and the product of your hard work that will prove that you're significant. You know, there's this like almost assumption that you are insignificant, and then you prove that you're significant. And just imagine saying that to a room of like, four-year-old kids, like, you're not important until you've earned your right to show me that you're important, right? That's really that's really really sad and it's also not true and so I really wanted to share with you that if you struggle to rest and you have an underlying shame when you're not being productive and or you give yourself then a hard time because you're having a hard time resting I go through that too and so do a lot of people and it is kind of like the unconscious uh, turning of tides at the moment. And it's a pretty big, massive, communal, universal form of programming that we're up against. You know, it's not impossible. I don't believe anything is like off the table as a possibility, but it it's, it's helps if you acknowledge the difficulty of the task at hand because you're swimming in a sea of other people who are holding that same programming all around you, right? So you're being sort of introduced to this thing. You're trying to clear or transform consistently and constantly. And so I do feel that it is very important for us to acknowledge, like acknowledge how big this this unconscious deprogramming is you know it's not so easy it's not like you go to therapy and you figure it out that that you're basing your worth a lot on capitalist values and by naming it and becoming aware of it it just like dissolves at least that's not my experience and so I think that's the moment when you start to realize that 
what you're going on, going through as an individual that to me, and I can't prove this, but I've just feel it deeply and I've heard it that it's a collective, it's a collective shift. You know, it's your drop of water in the ocean that's changing with a changing rip current, with a changing tide, you know? And I think that that's really helpful because it means you're significant, but it's also not all on you. And we, we need to remember both of those things at the same time. It's just so important for us to remember both of those things at the same time. So thanks for listening. I have a couple announcements that I'm going to make about some new, interesting, experimental, creative offerings I'm going to be putting out in the world. But I just want you to know, sorry I'm pouring water and walking around. I just figure, you know, I can create things and also live my life at the same time. How about that? Um, I, (laughs) but yeah, I'm just, I am so grateful every time someone listens in and connects with me and I am always rooting for you. Okay. Take care. So that's it everybody for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Seriously, please drop me a line, leave me a message, DM me. I, this podcast is a newer project for me. It's very exciting for me to think of this as something that's alive and dynamic and living and reaching other people's ears. Even if all you're saying is, hey, what's up? Or it's something you disagree with, you want to hear more about, you want to hear less about. That means so much to me. I also want to share that there is an 11% discount off of my sessions this month because I took a little break and I'm ready to get back going. And I'm so grateful for everyone on my newsletter and the people who listen to my podcasts because these projects are really symbolic of what I hold in my heart. So you can enter code spiral pathways 11 all caps spiral pathways 11 all caps for 11 off every type of one-on-one session and also for packages and i have a new offering i'm only doing for this month it's a bit of an experiment it came after i started well actually what happened was i found this channeled writing i had done for myself after a card pull for the month of july And sometimes when I do those, I just release them, let them go. I don't refer back to them, but I looked at it and it was so profound because it felt like this higher guidance was being given to me through my writing and the way that I work when I speak and the way that I work when I write are really, really different. So I wanted to offer that to you as well. So you'll see all of this in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time.